From the game gurus at Snakes and Lattes, you're listening to the Snakes Cast, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast, everyone. With me this week is my fellow game guru, Todd Campbell. Hello there. And we are going to talk about a board game mechanic which is beloved by people who don't really play a lot of board games and almost universally despised by people who do play a lot of games. Dice and Mice. Roll your dice and move your mice, otherwise known as Roll and Move, a game where you start your turn by picking up a die or some dice and rolling them and counting the number of little dots that are on the top faces and moving a thing that many spaces along a board. A lot of times at the cafe when I'm doing the guru thing, people are asking for something and they say, we want something that's like a, a, a board game. And I have to resist the urge to be all snarky and stuff. Uh, but uh, what, what they mean when they say that, and I, I always ask them to specify what they mean. They always mean the same thing, though, right, Todd? Every single time. They, 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 they want a roll and move game. Yes, they want something where they roll dice, they move that many spaces, and it tells them what to do. Straight up. So um, let's, uh, how do you feel about roll and move games, personally? Do you, do, you, do, you, do you hate them as much as most people who are into the board gaming thing? Well, I don't think I hate them as much as as most folks, but it depends on what you mean by roll and move. Are we talking okay. roll and move on a static track, like Monopoly? In which case, yes, I do hate roll and move. <laughs> uh, whereas something like uh, uh, like Clue, where you roll and your movement could be in any direction, it just tells you how many spaces you get to move. That I'm not so not so. Uh, I don't hate that quite as much. Or something like Hero Quest, where you roll dice and it tells you how many spaces your little man can move. And... Yeah. Do stuff when you get to where you get to the other side. Okay, so uh, I guess the difference is that in one of those two, you actually have a choice as far as where you're going. <laughs> yes, you have strategy in one. Uh, it's, it's, so, at least some kind of control over your fate. It's not completely out of your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, why do you think people associate this idea? I mean, there, 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 there are so many games like chess or checkers or risk mm-hmm. where you move pieces around on a board, but you don't roll dice first to see how far you go. Why do you think it is that so many people when they say, well, I want something that's like a board game, why is it so universally that mechanic? Uh, familiarity. Mm-hmm. I think it's that the, the first games that they've learned are, are Monopoly, are Trivial Pursuit, are things that are specifically roll and move. Right. Dice and mice games. Uh, dice up. and mice. And um, it requires no thinking. We've talked on this subject before. Right. No thinking, we don't have to want to think. Exactly. No thinking games are things that people enjoy because it, it requires them not to, to invest... In, in the game as or much as... Or to stress out. Or to stress out, totally. Yeah, it's, it's, it's relaxing. Um, do, you have, do you have any favorites or any games that you particularly dislike in this? I mean, you mentioned Monopoly, the universal whipping boy of, uh, of our hobby. Yeah, or, or Snakes and Ladders, which uh, we get requests for more often than not at, at Snakes yeah, it's and Ladders. That's true. There's, there's a lot of people who have a lot of fun playing that one. What about, uh, are there any that you especially like? Um, there's the, uh, the Magic Labyrinth. Which oh, that's is essentially right. a, a roll and move game, which it's is true. It's, it's, it's amazing what the addition of a maze with invisible walls will do to a game. <laughs> but you still have choice within it. It's, it's not true. on a static track. It's like a clue board, like you were saying, the grid, and you mm-hmm. you roll a die that tells you how far you get to move, but it doesn't tell you what direction you have to go. Yeah. Um, there's the classic dungeon, the old TSR game. Actually, that one, the, the latest version of dungeon, you don't have to roll dice. Oh, every really? every turn you get to go five spaces. Huh. So it's like every turn you always roll a five. Amazing. It's, it's uh, progress. Of course, you're going to roll dice to find out whether you uh, get beat up by the monster that you've moved right. or not. But uh, yeah, a little bit of control there, a bit more. Um, 
But uh, does it ever bother you that so many people seem to associate this with board games? I mean, I know it does me, and sometimes I have to really bite my tongue to, 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 to be nice and to, to remember to, that this is people's perspective, right? Well, and yeah, it, it does. It, it, becomes, it becomes quite disheartening when you're in a, a, a cafe full of a thousand board games mm. from all over the world, and people want to play Snakes and Ladders or Trivial Pursuit or Monopoly. Um, it's, it's a, I imagine it must be like you know being the chef in the fancy restaurant, and some people come in and they want a burger and fries. Yeah, yeah. I was just actually it's thinking like we, of an analogy the other day where it's kind of like we we're purveyors of television, and we want to give people the best TV, like mm-hmm. the Breaking Bads and the Deadwoods and the Walking Deads of this world. And every time people come in, all they want to watch is Two and a Half Men. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's see if we can find some sympathy for the devil here. What is good about Roll and Move? as a game mechanic. Why is it a good idea to incorporate that as a rule into even a modern game? Well, I mean, you could use that as as an access point for people who have not played a lot of games. They're familiar with that concept. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's an easy way for them to get into a game that may have something that they haven't encountered before, but they can still ground themselves in this in this core mechanic. Accessibility is a huge deal. I mean, we all know about the meteoric success of Trivial Pursuit, how it started from nothing mm-hmm. and just got massive from out of nowhere. There were other quiz games around at the time. They weren't even called trivia games. They were called quiz games. <laughs> but uh, what they, the genius of Trivial Pursuit wasn't the trivia. It was giving the game a board and the dice and mice thing. The fact that every mm. turn you start by rolling your dice and moving your mice, and that tells you which category you get. I, 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 I maintain to this very day, Trivial Pursuit would never have blown up like it did and become the huge hit with 80s yuppies that it was <laughs> if it weren't for that roll-and-move mechanic that was there that made it feel like a game instead of like a TV game show or a quiz, right, right. something like that. Is that, that, that to, to a lot of people, that just says, this is a game. Mm-hmm. It made it feel more like a game, unless like that's sort of a, 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 a test. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, well, everybody's at the same level. It's true. You know, you're playing a roll-and-move game. It's, 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 it's very much a level playing field. And the, 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 the randomness of the dice can make up for your poor strategy. Or just lack of interest in strategy. Exactly. You know, you don't have to worry about it. If you lose, it's not your fault. Um, any other advantages? Not that I can think of. We probably aren't really the right people to ask about <laughs> advantages of the roll and move thing, to be fair. But you know what? To go back to your point about, you know, if you lose, it's not your fault, that's probably a major selling point with most people anyway, mm-hmm. especially people who get too invested in a game. This is something else that I saw in an article. Oh, I wish I could remember the author's name. I need to give credit for this in the show notes. Um, people who say they don't like games care a lot more about the outcome of games than people who do like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that investment you were talking about. I completely agree. As, as a gamer myself, I don't care if I win or lose. I just want to have a good time exactly. while I'm playing. I want to explore some strategy. It's the struggle to see who's going to win that's interesting, whether you yeah. win or whether you lose. But for somebody who's invested in the outcome, those dice make it feel fair. Yes. You know, because everybody's got an equal shot at it. So, all right, let's, let's, let's get to the, uh, the, the true confessions. Why is it not good? Well, it's boring at the end <laughs> of the day. I mean, there's no... There's no strategy in it, it's, right? And, and there's no choice. There's no you. Yeah. You know, it's, it might as well be somebody else rolling the die, and the result will be just the same. You don't get to participate. It's um, what, what makes games special is that you're involved. You know, mm-hmm. you're, it, it matters that it's you playing it and not somebody else. It's you, it's 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 a piece of you. You know, you you're, mm-hmm. you're really involved. And as soon as you put those 
Dyson Mason, then, well, you can just sort of take a back seat and... Yeah, and, and most roll and move games only have one path to victory. And I think what we what we like about modern board gaming is the multiple paths of victory. I love yeah. a heavy game where I can play it for months and months and months and still be finding new ways to win the game. Yeah, you play Snakes and Ladders once and you can pretty much... You, you, you get right from the beginning. Just yeah. Everything there is to know about the game, you already know. There's nothing to explore. Yeah. Uh, no additional stuff. Boy... We're coming down pretty hard on this. I, I, I sort of meant this to be more of an even-handed exploration of this. But um, let's see if we can come at this from a different angle. Let's talk okay. about some games that we actually do like <laughs> that happen to use the roll-and-move mechanic. One that a lot of times when people say that what we want something, it's like a board game, and, and, and what they really mean is they want something that's a dice and dice game. Mm -hmm. The one that I'll bring out is That's Life. Have yes. you played this one? Oh, yeah. I, I've taught this one many times at the cafe. That's also my go-to uh, roll-and-move game to teach people. It works well for you? It does. It works really well. People understand the concept. And because uh, in the game you actually have three pawns that you get to manipulate, there is more strategy. So it's like a, a stepping stone to games that have multiple paths of victory. I like to use uh, Trouble or uh, Aggravation or Pachisi or Ludo mm -hmm. as a sort of a stepping stone to, uh, to That's Life. Because you have three little pieces there, and I just mentioned, well, it's like trouble. You've played trouble before, right? And of course they've played trouble. You roll a die, and then you pick one of your pieces, and you move it that many spaces. Mm -hmm. And that, 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 once I've got the board set up, I don't even start explaining the game. I just say, who wants to go first? I pass them the die, they roll it, and I say, you know what to do. <laughs> and they do. They just pick one of the pieces, and they move it that many spaces. Yeah. Uh, what makes That's Life special is that you get to, the board is made up of little pieces with numbers on them, mm -hmm. and you collect them. And they're worth points. How many points are they worth? The number on the piece. Yeah. So it's simple. It's easy to get to. Some of them are good and some of them are bad. Uh, let's see. What others? Um, I'm a fan of Magical Athlete. You played this one before? I have not played Magical Athlete yet. Okay. Magical Athlete is snakes and ladders with special powers. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we've got uh, the ranger. Whenever the ranger rolls a one or a two, they can go four instead. We've got the demon. The demon, every time somebody's about to roll the die, they can point at them and say minus one and they get minus one. <laughs> You've got uh, the centaur. Every time the centaur overtakes somebody, they kick them back one space. Oh, that's great. We've got the witch. Every time the witch gets overtaken by somebody else, they can cast a spell on them to make them rest for the next turn so they miss a turn. <laughs> and the way these things wind up interconnected, there's 25 different characters. And you have to run like four or five races. So each player gets a team of four or five runners. Mm -hmm. And you run one of them in each race. You play four or five rounds and you get points for finishing first or second. There's some really weird ones, like the Prophet, where at the start, when, when, when the Prophet goes into the race, that player is going to write down one of the other player's names. If that player comes in first, the Prophet automatically comes in second. <laughs> and it's full of stuff like this, but it's just snakes and ladders. And the really neat oh, part is at the great. very beginning where you're all picking teams. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to take the Troll, I'm going to take the Amazon. <laughs> so you get your little team of adorable, and the, the art really helps too. It's this absolutely adorable, chibi-style uh, anime. Oh, that's great. Art. It's really cute. Uh, the only disadvantage is that it's for four or five players only. Oh, uh, less than, still. Less than four, more than five, it doesn't work. But yeah, it's, it's, it's been a really good go-to. Okay. Um, I'm a big fan of Battle Ball. Uh, Battle Ball is mm. a, like a future uh, football-style game, kind of like the old um, Games Workshop game. Uh, Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl, yes. right. So imagine football, but in the future with, with actual fatalities. 
yeah. on the uh, on the field. We don't actually have that one at, uh, at the cafe. We, do we don't, and I really wish we had it. Although it, it has a huge board, so it might not be the best game for the cafe. But is it, is it for two players only? It is for two players only, mm -hmm. uh, and essentially each of your uh, team members has a color associated with that with them that goes along with a die. So your fast uh, players will roll a twenty sided die to move, and, the and, and that's a certain color. Uh, yes, it's a certain color of die. And then the slower uh, pieces will roll a six-sided die, which is a different color of die. And it matches the color of the piece, so you it can does. quickly see it at a glance. It reminds me a bit of Formula D, the car racing game. Yes, The one yes. where you, uh, each turn you can either gear up or gear down. And uh, depending on what gear your car is in, you get to roll a different die. Mm -hmm. And it even has this massive 30-sided <laughs> blue die if you're in sixth gear, <laughs> which is probably a very bad idea to roll. But yeah. boy, does it ever go fast. Um, I think Abaddon also did a similar sort of thing with its color disc, but that's not a roll and move mm. game. It was, uh, you know, so it, it's, it's strange, Todd. You know, that was, we started talking about this, and suddenly I'm getting the sense our audience probably thinks that we don't hate roll and move games now. Well, I mean, I think we don't hate roll and move games in a certain context. When the, the roll and the move is not to restrict what you can do, but to give you uh, options. Right. I like how it does include, again. Yeah. But, uh, well... Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, we apologize for the uh, any bitter vitriol or nastiness that got, <laughs> that you got, got splashed with over the course of this. We, we, we do love all the people who come to play games of Snakes and Lattes, even the ones who enjoy games that we don't care for ourselves. But uh, if nothing else, we, we hope this sort of gives you an idea of why we maybe look a little bit crestfallen when, uh, when, when you <laughs> ask to play that, that, that sort of a game. It's, 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 it's hard. It is, it is. But at the, at the end of the day, we can't tell you how to have fun. No, we can hopefully we. guide you towards things that are fun. And and, and indeed, if, if if roll and move games are your idea of fun, then then that's great. Absolutely, that's just we would just give you a list of stuff that we'd love to introduce <laughs> you to as uh, as fans of that style of game that might also be good fun for you. So uh, see you next time at Snakes and Lattes. Until then, I'm Jonathan Moriarty with Todd Campbell. Game on. Game on. And thanks for listening. We'll have a new Snakescast for you every week at snakesandlattes.com. In the meantime, you can follow us through your favorite social networking sites, such as Facebook and Twitter, or best of all, meet our gurus in person at Snakes and Lattes in Toronto. Until then, this is P.T. Douglas. Game on. <laughs>